welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the founder of Scottish Football Forums and I'm joined again tonight but with Laurie. Hello Craig, nice to Hello. be on again. As we look back at the weekend's SPL games, the cup ties that were played last week, we'll also have a look at the Scotland squad that was just announced and uh, we're also looking for a new team for Craig just now so we're going to have a look at a few suggestions just for when Rangers go at the wall, Craig's obviously going to have to find someone uh, new to sit in his armchair and support. So a backup plan. <laughs> a backup plan. We've also got a couple of polls, and um, by that I don't mean people from Poland. I mean, obviously, <laughs> people have been voting on their opinions on, firstly, whether replays in the cut are a good thing, or whether we should just play the games to a finish, and also uh, whether the SPL would be better with Rangers or worse. Or maybe people, people like Chris who don't know. <laughs> They're not sure yet. I've got a busy busy show ahead. We're missing Greg this week. I'm and not, I don't know why he's not here because he could have had a a, <laughs> not a gloating <laughs> a gloating podcast from him. We could have we could have went covered every minute of the, the Motherwell Hearts game. But I, he's not on tonight, he's he's too busy. But we're joined by Chris, who's, who's a, a regular a regular guest, a, a special guest, Chris. A special guest, aye. Very special. Yep. Aye, special. <laughs> but in, in a good way this time. <laughs> so, the first up, I thought we'd talk about the, the Scottish Cup games. They took place on Valentine's night and Wednesday the 15th. I thought I would just run through the, the scores. And in the Cunha South versus Aberdeen game, Aberdeen won that 2-1. Ross County were beaten off St Mirren, and that was 2-1 as well. Hearts beat St. Johnson. They, they scraped through. They won that 2-1 after extra time. And on the Wednesday night, Ayr beat Falkirk 2-1. So, Laurie, you'll be happy to have progressed through. Yeah, I was delighted, yeah. Took me by surprise a bit. I, I wasn't overly confident. Generally, I'm not when we're going away. But I think my prediction was a narrow win. And I had been thinking 2-1. Although, obviously, I would have lost at the bookies because it would have been in normal time. But, yeah, it was... It sounded like it was a decent enough performance. I think the team were quite uh, tired considering I think we'd played four games in uh, nine days I think it was but a battling performance and you know I thought it was done and dusted when St Johnson scored in the final 10 minutes but five seconds left of injury time when we get a very dubious penalty I certainly don't think it was a penalty but uh, I suppose I suppose we'll take it and big Maris Aliukas becomes the the hero of the round with his spectacular winner but yeah, just pleased to be through, in all honesty. Aye, but I'm a bit jealous. You've got a cup to look forward to. Aye. I'm running running out of things, which is which is why we'll maybe cover my, my new team coming yep. up. But I was looking at a new sport, to be honest. I was watching the cycling <laughs> at the weekend. I might, oh, I might no. follow that. Aye, so Laurie, you set up a few polls during the week on the forum. Aye, well, one of them in regards to the cup itself. It was interesting. Well, the reason it brought it up was, if no one heard the, the story, which did make me laugh, was... In the Hearts and Johnston, the first game at Tynecastle, uh, it got to the end of the game, and Paolo Sergio was all ready for an extra time, and he got confused when Steve Lovas came over and shook his hand, and everyone started filtering out the ground. <laughs> he actually didn't realise until everyone started leaving that the game would end, and it sounds a bit ridiculous that you know you think you should know that, but then again, I don't know why would a manager from who's been managing in Portugal and on the continent presumed to be a replay because as far as I'm aware they don't ever really do replays I know some of the cups they have two legs 
or they play the game to a finish. So someone probably should have told him, but it just made me think. I think so. <laughs> someone probably should have, but it made me think that you know, is a replay the best way to do it, or should we play all the cup games to a finish like the League Cup? Um, it was actually eighty percent people said that they prefer the Scottish Cup matches continued in the way they do it, going to a replay. And just the 20% going to playing to a finish. I think most people thought they preferred the replays, mainly because they think it's good for the smaller teams if they maybe get a draw at home to the old firm or a, another relatively big SPL side, they then get a trip, which means another split of the money, or even vice versa, they get to take the team back to their own ground. So that seemed to be the main reason for it. Yeah, I was, I was voting for the playing it to the death, really. Because for me, the, the Cup's all about both teams going gung-ho, if you like, and, and really going out for the victory. And if they've got it in the back of their mind that, oh, don't worry, if we don't score, it'll be all right, we'll get a replay, we'll have another chance, then it just kind of removes a bit of the bit of what makes the Cup special for me. So I'm a vote to play it to the death. Extra time and penalties maybe isn't ideal to have the penalties at the end of the day, but I can't think of anything anything better, any better alternative. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of the golden goal or the silver goal or anything like that. So right now, play it to the death with extra time penalties. No, I think I prefer the, the replays. I think it's good to have a, a sort of difference between the League Cup and the Scottish Cup and the replays issues are kind of the, one of the big differences between the two. I do like the fact that they, like, they used to have it, like the replays after the, the neutral venues as well, which never made much sense, but they, they took that away a good yeah, few years ago now. I never liked that. That that was always a bit stupid. They, they used to have replays... Um, <laughs> they used to have, a, like, obviously a long time ago, just replays and replays. They didn't go to extra time or penalties, did they? They just kept replaying no, games just, until someone won you'd it. You'd replay the, like, the final three times. Yeah, I remember. I'm sure Hearts <laughs> beat in one of the finals uh, in, the, in the fourth replay of it. But you can imagine, you could get really fed up if it gets, like, the fourth one. Imagine that, can you imagine they did that these days? They'd be like, yeah. hey, you'd be out of pocket. Everyone would be skint by the last game. Be about a thousand people turning up to Hamden after the five games before it another live tv game just oh, just someone just hurry up and win i don't even care anymore you would struggle to fit it in at the end of the season with the, especially when you've got the the euros or the world cup because things are so tight maybe they could just yeah. start right after 90 minutes are finished they're like right next game just no one leave we're just gonna play uh, it again now was there not the the 1909 scottish cup was withheld because uh the celtic rangers fans got it wanted to fight the officials because they were going for an replay when they were assured that it was going to be decided on the day. Uh, I don't know that, Chris, but you're, you're the stats man. So uh, you, you, you've stumped us there. I'm fairly sure the 1909 uh, Cup was uh, withheld and I think that was the reason why. That was after the, the it was either a first or a second replay by that point and the two teams had drawn a couple of times. Uh, you can just imagine that both teams actually getting booed off the park because they, they didn't go out for the win. Yeah, I think he's right about 1909. I looked up and it's why no one won the Scottish Cup in 1909. I won't get into it. Can, people can look up. I'm not gonna. It's quite a big article, so I'm not gonna try and fish through it now. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't included in your in your poll, Laurie. But what about uh, playing two legs? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, it's too many games. I think it's just too many games. You know, you've, this, you get fixture congestion as it is. Yeah, and it works better in the, the countries where there's sort of only the one cup. Just the one of cup, what yeah. you have. I think most countries do. It's it's a weird thing to have two cups, to be honest, isn't it? It's not really... I mean, yeah. I mean other, a lot of other countries barely care about the cup at all. It's it's weird. It's like 
I mean, they have this big thing about the FA Cup, but they always say it's why it's it's quite romanticised because other countries, no one cares about the cup. It's sort of where you play your B team. <laughs> just, uh, I'm sure that Real Madrid and Barcelona, they said until usually they get put out by lower league by lower league sides unless they play each other where they play their full team because then they care. <laughs> Apart yeah. from that, it's not yeah. about winning it. It's just about winning it if they're playing their the other their rivals. Which I suppose you could relate to the League Cup in Scotland sometimes. The old firm often do that. Play a second. They used to, especially under the O'Neill and Advocate days, didn't they? It was a second team. Yeah, it, was, like, yeah. it was almost better back then, I think. When they, was, when they were playing the younger players in the, the Cup and giving them a chance to get a good uh, sort of experience against the other teams. And so it's just it. because they don't do it in the league anymore. It's what, even what, when they used to do it in the 60s and 70s, you would get the younger players coming through. See, for the so arguments, you, the yeah. arguments that. Um, I was having obviously debates. Some people in the forum that apparently tell me that the old the gaps got wider with the old firm since they've downsized, and I said that's not the case at all. In the Advocate and O'Neill eras, I I can remember we conceded five to Celtic at home in the League Cup against their second team. Stephen Craney scored. I mean, <laughs> and it was like I remember it getting to near the end of the season, and Celtic were obviously about fifty points ahead of third place by then, and they'd play their under twelves, and they'd still put four past us. Sure shot, uh, that scored. was the game Sean Maloney and Simon Lynch were fighting over a penalty at the end and then whoever won the, the fight missed the penalty Sean Maloney was about 8 at that time as well and uh. so, <laughs> that's, I think the gap's definitely not as big as it once was uh, I think the, the squad size especially when you look at Rangers anyway and, and this is talking about before the, the administration and, and any impending losses but they just don't have the strength to do that you look at the, the bench and they, they struggle to fill that Never mind put out a full a, a full second string. The first team's rubbish now as well, let alone putting a second team out. Now, aye. As I say, I'm, I'm trying to think of other sports to get into. Cycling's up there, anything, darts maybe. Well, some of the teams Boxing. that were suggested, just to just quickly put, throw them in now since you brought it up, was obviously, uh, well, Park Thistle was suggested by Bundy. Japester said Sterling Albion, surely, or as I like to call them, Chukter Albion. So that would be the obvious one, wouldn't it? He was calling me a chukta, yep. I don't know. <laughs> Although going, Maybe I do sound like a chukta. Going Jock said Gretna or third Lanark. Nothing like consistency. But then again, that would seem... <laughs> but, but then again, that would just seem like, you know, if Rangers got out of business, it's not really going to work to support team other teams that don't exist anymore either. <laughs> um, you could support Clyde Bank there in the juniors these days. Well, uh, JB said uh, you could support Musselburgh or St Johnston. Aye, Aloe has a possibility as well. Oh, no, no, Aloe's I think JB was saying I could support Musselburgh St. Johnston, maybe hitting the hearts of great business. And I said, well, I said I'd probably go with Musselburgh because I think they've got bigger support, but that was just a wind-up uh, for Frugal. Frugal Nori, aye, he's keeping a seat for you. Well, see, I, I said to him, there's no need to keep a seat. Surely the amount of fans against St. Johnston, I'd, I'd just get the pick of the place, would I not? Or then, well, Kling Klong was, uh, what did he suggest? Apwell of Cyprus. I did like that. I did like that. Uh, the sun. Aye, but I don't know if I can persuade the wife to, to let me get a season ticket there. That's the thing. And the fact that I'll need to be a weekend away every second week. It's kinda it's a stretch from my, my usual handful of appearances at Ibrox every season. <laughs> There's maybe maybe a bit too much a jump. Did you go at the weekend? No, I didn't no. no. I, I thought everyone went. I thought everyone was at the big house at the weekend. I didn't think you were allowed to not go. The big house has to stay open. Oh, no, that, right, no, I've heard that over and over again in the last week. It's just getting silly. Should we, <laughs> should we bring it straight on to Rangers Killy then, since we're on the topic? We could start, I think we yeah. should. I think we should. Sadly, we'll need to discuss uh, 
Rangers against Kelly match, which well, it was a sellout as you as you touched on there, and I think everybody everybody had high hopes for Rangers. Well, all the Rangers fans anyway <laughs> thought it was going to be a, a stroll in the park. It was against Kelly. This was going to be easy, but obviously Kelly were there and they, they spoiled the party. I thought spoiled overall, the party. What party? <laughs> going into the administration party. party. Spoiled, the, spoiled the wake, maybe, but I don't know about a party. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was just it was disappointing. I thought that that Kelly that their goal. I thought I'll oh, credit to them because I think they started off from defence. Well, Goyan maybe two or two or three pansy passes, <laughs> and then Goyan done that hmm, interesting slide to get the ball. I don't know what he was doing, but well, I he went off. Ever knows what Goyan's doing. He went off pretty quickly after that, didn't he? Because I think he was he was still struggling with his sore nose from the week before. They were saying. I don't know. Goyan looks like he's had a sore nose for a long time. Yeah, but then there was a, a couple of contentious incidents where well, Healy when he scored his goal, definite onside from what I can see. Uh, they didn't give you the, the BBC. Not about definite. But the, the only angle I, I could see it looked maybe, maybe no. I thought it looked offside, but... Yeah, oh, see, I, I was looking at it and you're right, you know, you never got an angle that looked right down the line, which is a shame. But he was so close to the defender that I thought, well, I could see quite clearly anyway through my blue-tinted specs that he was onside. And then the, the McGreg- uh, McCulloch header, when I think it was given because he had his hand on the defender's shoulder. Selick. Celtic. That wasn't even close. I've seen that several was it, was times. Celtic, I cannot for the life of me see what he's given it for. No, the second one's bizarre. Doesn't seem to be. Doesn't seem to be anything. I couldn't see anything at all. And that, was that, that was definitely bizarre. The second one. I mean, the first one, as you say, you don't get a good angle. So I think maybe I, it looked. I thought when it I first saw it, I thought it actually looked offside. But it was again. It was unclear because of the angle. But yeah, I thought that one was just didn't look like there wasn't even. A challenge to make a decision on. It didn't look like I didn't get it at all. Yeah, I, I struggled to spot it myself. I thought the the pa patch is red card. I thought that to be honest, when I seen it at first, I thought no, nah, that's in. never a red card. It's a book. But I've, well, seen it now. I've seen it so many times. Laurie, he's he's got his studs showing. Oh, he studs. did leave the ground before, prior to connecting. And that's not it. I don't know. I think it's harsh, but I think it. I think it's a, a red card. It's not. If that's a red card again, it's it's this. Can we sending people for for tackles like that? I mean, I'm still I'm still undecided on the two footed thing. I think people get a bit too over the top as soon as, obviously not literally over the top. Sometimes they are over the top, but you know what I mean. I just think yeah. if we're gonna start sending people off just because they show a bit of their studs, it was late. It was it was a bit reckless. I think it is a foul, and I would say it's definitely a booking, but. I don't think it's a straight red, personally. What's the word then again? Is it not if it's reckless, then it's a red card? <sighs> but then, but then you can be you're, almost every tackle that you make a, commit a foul. Then is going to be reckless, isn't it? That's, what isn't reckless about a, a tackle where you don't get the ball and you get the man? Yeah. I just I, personally, I didn't think it was a red card. Nothing surprises me these days. If it was Ian Black, he probably would have got five red cards. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it might might be the last game Papach plays. Who knows? He's definitely one who could be who could be on his way out. He's not got any sell on value. He's contract up. You mean he's rubbish? 
No, I like Papatch. No, it's, it's contracts. Absolutely. That's what I mean by no selling value. Not that nobody wants him. No, I do like Papatch. He's consistent. He's, he's never man of the match, but then he's, he's never he's never below a, a seven, if you like. He's, he's always very consistent. Seven out of what? Hundred. <laughs> you're not you're not a papa I'm just winding you up I don't I, I don't know he seems alright he seems quite a solid player I, yeah I just think Rangers would be disappointed I mean it was just weird looking at it obviously they had the two goals disallowed but Kelly always seemed to look like the more dangerous team That's, that would you know you'd, yeah it reminded me of the, the, the Kelly Thistle game for a few couple of months ago uh, where Inverness were pretty much the better team but Rangers still managed to win 2-1 because Inverness couldn't put the ball in it yeah yeah. Whereas this time they didn't have Jelovic to get the goals. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Rangers are in serious pr- problem on the field as well. I, but I genuinely we'll get onto Motherwell soon, obviously, unfortunately. But I kind of fancy them for for maybe nipping ahead of them, especially if they maybe Rangers lose a couple of players because they look sort of bereft of ideas up front. If you look at it, Rangers just have bigger things to worry about. I mean, I know that you'd want to qualify for Europe, but. Do you think Rangers will be out of an administration by the end of next month? I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of question marks because I think I think everyone's moved a bit too quickly. It's it's been slow for over the last year with the, the talk of the tax case. It always seems to be so far away, and there was always talk of administration. And then last week, well, on Monday, it was it was mentioned that they they'd applied, they'd made their intention clear for administration. We'd done our podcast Monday evening. And by Tuesday lunchtime, I think I managed to get the podcast out about Tuesday lunchtime, just as they go into administration, <laughs> and our entire conversation was out of date. Well, they were, I think they were forced into it, and yeah, they obviously yeah, didn't yeah. want to have to make that move so quickly, but if they were going to do it at some point, then surely sooner rather than later is the thing. I mean, I was going to I'll maybe mention, whilst we're talking about the Rangers game, obviously the other poll that we had was whether or not, whether an SPL without Rangers would be better or worse, which we're just speaking hypothetically. Personally, I don't think we'll lose them completely, even if they have to get readmitted as a new co, as they say. Uh, But at the moment, the votes are actually better. It's currently got 50% of the votes. Um, Worse, just over 40% of the votes. And Dunno, which (laughs) I actually added for Chris's benefit because he couldn't decide. So there's a don't know option, which has currently got 9% of the votes. So if you want to go on there and obviously have your say in the poll, then obviously just visit forums.scotchwellforums.co.uk and it's under the thread, an SPL without Rangers, better or worse. And maybe when we know more about what's going to happen, we'll kind of dissect the some of the opinions on there. But at the moment, that's, that's what the poll is currently standing at. Yeah, it's been some good banter in there, to be honest. Uh, some interesting views. Well, I think I think we know what my view would be. Aye, definitely worse without them. I, I think it Sorry, would be... Sorry, I meant be... better. I meant to be sarcastic there and say better, and I said the wrong one. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> oh, Chris, I don't know if you spotted, but on the, uh, the podcast last week, on the, I do a wee write-up just explaining what we discussed, and I mentioned how we had a, a Rangers fan, yep. a Motherwell fan, a Celtic fan, and a Rangers fan on the podcast so I said uh, it was a nice balanced view shocking and I think Laurie actually spotted that I'd called him a Rangers fan I think he just left it until was it yesterday somebody left a comment pointing it out shocking I'm not sure who'd have been more insulted though because uh, on the one hand you've got basically called Laurie a Rangers fan but on the other hand you've also said two Rangers fans and a Celtic and Motherwell fan is a balance (laughs) almost implying that either I'm a Motherwell fan or Greg's a Celtic fan (laughs) 
know, I know, but you'll be a Motherwell fan till the end of the season, surely. <laughs> I'm going to even be a Motherwell fan next week. <laughs> oh, well, not next week, obviously. Aye. <laughs> Aye, so, so going back to the question, I think, I think obviously the, the league would be worse off. I think there'd be a lot less money in the league in the, in the short term, definitely. But the, the TV deal's out the window. And I think that Sky and ESPN would come back in with an offer because well they've got everything set up. I, I don't know how contracts work for the people who do the cameras and the presenting and so on, but I'm sure that they'd want to continue their, their schedule with the, the SPL games. So I think they would put in another bid, but they're in the driving seat. They can bid as low as they want, really, because I can't see another broadcaster coming in for the, the few games that are left. It's undoubtedly. I mean, that's, I think, short-term. I don't think really anyone can realistically disagree that short-term it would be negative because we'd obviously we'd lose the TV deal maybe even completely I mean who knows if they'd want it at all but yeah. at the same time a lot of the points are made that Celtic and Rangers get such a large percentage of it anyway that would it really would it really matter the, the difference for I think for teams like Hearts Aberdeen maybe Hibs even possibly Dundee United but I think mainly Hearts Aberdeen maybe Hibs I think realistically they could think right if we can maybe push on and push up the league, then we can make up the difference in TV with supporters coming in if we have good runs. But I think for teams like Dunfermline, for St Mirren's, for teams down there who you know who won't have a huge, they won't have a huge sudden influx of fans who come in just because there's no Rangers. They rely on gate money against Rangers. They rely on TV money as well. So I think for the smaller teams, it would be a big hit. Take they take a big hit. Not there'd be a big hit if they would have Rangers. Uh, so it's all hypothetical, yeah. we, we don't know. I think that uh, my money would be on Rangers still being here, whether that's Rangers as we know it or, or this new co. The one thing I, would I, I do think they'll be here. The one thing I would say is I think if it came to voting a new co into the SPL, which I think is what it might come to, I, I know a lot of people say, nah, don't have them punish them, but I think realistically you'd want them back in. But I think you should overhaul things like the voting system. Um the spread of money and stuff like that, I think you should take it as an opportunity to to address things that I think are fundamentally wrong in the league and which will hopefully be a positive thing for the future rather than just vote them back in and have things straight back to the way they are. Either way, Rangers are going to be downsized, I think, for a couple of years at least. So in the, in the predictor for the, the Rangers-Killer game, there's, we were quite confident. I went for 3-0 to Rangers. That was going to be easy. Laurie, you went for 2-1 to Rangers, Greg went 3-1, Chris went 2-0. We were all so wrong. Yep. So going back to the, the games and Dundee United against St Mirren. Yawn. Finished 0-0. Finish <laughs> Dundee United's run came to a, a grinding halt. What, their two wins? That's a run. You, That's you, a run you, with the... you jinxed them because you said they were going to be confident this week, didn't you? What did you what yeah, what did you predict I did, again? I did I went for a three nil a three nil hammering. Laurie, you went two 0 Greg went one one, Chris went three one. Aye. We were we were all Greg wrong. Got a point. Yeah. Greg got a point, aye. So I nothing much really to talk no. about that game. Sound like Craig Samson had a good game in goal. It was interesting because he made a few good saves, but then he also messed up a couple of times. But I think he did make up for it with saves. Two penalties, penalty claims. I def- definitely thought weren't penalty claims. Nah. That was about it. The Russell was embarrassing. His dive. Oh, oh, I just ran into him. 
I did only see it once, but from what I've seen, aye, it's embarrassing. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to Dunfermline against Inverness. Oh, that's boring as well. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> which, which finished one each, and Dunfermline actually looked like they, they maybe could have got the first one of the season after going ahead with, I don't know if you've seen the, the free kick, but it was the dinkiest free kick I've ever <laughs> the seen. Dinkiest. Oh. But... I don't know. I don't know how it actually reached the goal because it was it just seemed to be done so softly and I don't know how the keeper didn't get it. It was it was, up, it was bizarre. It was up, over, reverse, down, pace. Ah, <laughs> it was a bit slower slower than that though. Up, over, reverse, down slow. Slow. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. It was like trying to lob the keeper or something. I'm not really sure what was going on there. Oh, Headed it back it, into the danger area. They could have cleared it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throughout the whole game, it was it was embarrassing defending. Yeah, I expected that from yeah. Firmland because that's what they generally do. That's sort of their forte, isn't it? Just being rubbish at the back. But yeah, Inverness looked a bit. I think Inverness looked like the edge of the first half, and Dunfermline ended one 0 up, and then the second half looked like Dunfermline edged that, and then Inverness got equalised, and it kind of sums it up. It looked like a draw was probably fair in the balance of play, but. It's maybe the type of game that another team could have got a win from, but <clears throat> as Dunfermline as they haven't won at home all season. I think that the commentator say was it one win in twenty against Inverness for them as well. It was, yeah. So yep. yeah, the stats don't really bode well, well for Dunfermline. Really so it's a point, and you know it put them level with Hibs at the time, but it, it's not a win. And I think the more the more draws, it, I think they need wins in these type of games. At home to Inverness, because you know what have they got? What have they got next week? Away to Celtic. Then they're not going to get anything from that, are they, Chris? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have thought so. No, no. <laughs> I'll go further than that, and I'll guarantee they won't. So in the in the predictor, I went for a, a two 0 away win. Laurie, you went for a three one victory for Inverness, and Greg went two 0 for Inverness. So moving on to the next game. Uh, what did I get again? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chris went for a 1-1 and so move on to the next game <laughs> Chris it doesn't happen very often to me so maybe I should let you have your moment three points in the predictor uh, it doesn't happen often uh, it might happen again later <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I, but I'll brush I'll brush past that one as well so the next game up is Motherwell against Hearts moving on <laughs> definitely moving on to that one <laughs> See, Greg's not here. Greg would have enjoyed this. Yeah, I told him it wouldn't be four 0 and I said I wouldn't come on if it was four 0 So only because Higdon missed a great chance. <laughs> I win. I win. It wasn't four <laughs> 0 Taking some solace in that. But I'm uh, Motherwell. Obviously, didn't know what was going on over at Ibrox, but this result really puts them in contention, not only for the the third place but for second place. Six points behind now with a game in hand, I believe. Yep. So, yeah. Greg's uh, pessimism, we'll probably say, right, I think we're definitely avoided relegation now. <laughs> we might get top six. <laughs> yeah, I think that's some shoe-in for third now. And as I mentioned earlier, the Rangers won, I think, every possibility because for Motherwell, they've got nothing to lose. You know, they're three point, what? no, sorry, the six behind them. But if they win against Hibs, is it three points then, isn't it? And... Yeah. Nothing to lose. I mean, if Motherwell have a go at it and finish third, it's still a great season for them. So, I, and I actually hope they do it now because I, we're not going to catch them for third. And I, I think they deserve it, to be honest. They've been the more consistent team. And 
In terms of Saturday, I thought I did make the trip through. It was a great um, day out and waste of time and money. And Oh, I, I've seen yeah. the picture of the pub you were drinking and it looked like a really great day out. I, well, I was meant to meet Greg for a pint and I thought that Mother would be quite close, so I'd go to one pub with the the Hearts fans was going through, I could nip over, and he, as soon as I told him the name of the pub we're going to, he went, oh, aye, good luck with that. <laughs> he said he said even he wouldn't go to a pub like that. I did suggest it's probably because he's banned, but he, assure, he assures me it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was in a big a council estate with high-rises around it. The pub was boarded up. I don't even think I had any windows. It was all... looked to me like Greg wouldn't go because he's got ten fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a lovely day out. But I thought 3-0 flattered Motherwell. You, Maybe didn't get it from the highlights so much. Hearts had a lot of the ball at times. Who kind of huffed and puffed with it, moved it around in the defence, the midfield, and on the edge of the Motherwell box. But just at no time did we really look dangerous enough in the last third. And it's the same old story for us. We just looked tired and kind of bereft of ideas up there. I still feel sorry for Elliot. He kind of runs about, runs about, runs about, chases things, drops out wide, but he's getting no supply and. I think we just need something else up there. Maybe Craig Beatty. What's happening with that? Because I was hearing rumours during the week. But well, apparently it's kind of went quiet. It's went a bit quiet. I mean, it's obviously not a Paolo Sergio signing because he doesn't really know anything about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. He's a striker. He's a striker who's played in the English Premier League recently. He cost Swansea the best part of a million pounds recently. I saw him score a cracking goal for them not that long ago. and I don't think he's especially brilliant. He's a striker, which is something we have very little of. But I mean, in terms of the game, uh, yeah, Motherwell deserved it. They were more threatening in the final third, and I thought Jama was was good. We just we just weren't at the races, to be honest. And in terms of contentious decision wise, I didn't think Lasley. I definitely didn't think he should be sent off. I was actually queuing for a pie at the time, so I missed it. But <laughs> I still think Ian Black got booed for the rest of the game for his for his theatrics. Oh, that's his tradition. I think, to be honest, you look at it, I think he's caught him. I think he's maybe stood on his foot, which can be quite sore. He's kind of oh, yeah. went through. It's not a, it's, it's no way it's a, it's a, a yellow card for the, for the red card, but yeah, it was harsh. And Lasley and Black just seem to love getting sent off in this fixture. I think they both got sent off in the last one. So <laughs> yeah. I think Motherwell will play, could have, played a bit better I thought it flattered them a bit but they definitely deserved all three points and as you say I could have been I could have been taking a, an exile today from the the point <laughs> certainly should have scored to make it four I think the other goals it was kind of I think the first one was a bit fortunate because that was shot looked like it was going wide and it just hit Webster nothing could do about it the the Murphy header was good the the law finish was good as well it was, it was a good a run good from a jammer before the, the yeah third. yeah uh, he did see me go a bit wide, though. <laughs> but I suppose that's one way of getting past a player, and then they ended up, was, was there three of them came out to try and challenge him, and he, he somehow managed to get through? I think the difference, especially with Hearts and Motherwell, I, th- I think you look at the back midfield, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference. It's, it's final third. they got a lot more cutting edge. They've got players who will actually yeah. put the ball in. And I think that's, you could maybe relate it in a way to Rangers-Celtic, although I think Celtic have got a lot more strength generally, but and you've got players who can actually put the ball in the net. It's 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 a whole different. It's all. I mean, you can hold on all you want, but you're not going to win games nil nil, are you? <laughs> you need someone to score. You've no. 
So I think that's a big difference. Well done, Motherwell. You need to stop conceding as well, though. I mean, that's the the third time in four games your opposition has gone down to ten men, and then you've conceded again. Yeah, no, that's the worrying thing is the defence just now because that we're we're used to not being able to score. But I thought Webster, we're used to Zalukas being dodgy, but I thought Webster looked a bit shaky at the on Saturday, which isn't really like him. His fresh air swipe. Aye, maybe it's playing next to Zal. He's starting to wear a rub off on him a bit too much. I <laughs> saw <laughs> so in, in the predictor. I went for a two-one victory to Motherwell, so I would have got one point. Laurie. You went for a 2-1 victory to Hearts, so I was totally wrong. Greg went for 4-0 to Motherwell, so he was pretty close, and Chris went for 2-0 to Motherwell. So moving on to the the Sunday games and uh, the Sky Sports Super Sunday. Told you, me rubbish. Started off, <laughs> started off with Aberdeen St. Johnson, a thrilling 0-0 game. Yep. Uh, it was Aberdeen's fifth consecutive clean sheet at home. That's my stat stolen straight from the BBC online highlights. <laughs> I didn't even watch them. I didn't even watch the highlights. I, refused. I listened to the game at work and they were trying to discuss if it was the worst game they've ever seen. And it just it just sounded... I thought the, the highlights looked good, though. I thought the highlights... I watched the highlights looking for a shot on target and never seen Was it like the, the Dundee United highlights where it was like... They showed a highlight, and I was waiting for the highlight, but it was like a cross that someone missed, and then I was waiting for what I was waiting for what was going to happen, but then it clipped to the next clip, and I was like, "Why is that in the highlights? It was a cross that no one got an end of. That can't be in there." So I refused to watch Aberdeen St Johnston highlights. It was rubbish. It was just it was, it was, it was a pretty good. poor game. Was, nobody had the target in the highlights at all, and yet the stats said there was five shots on target in total. I've never seen any of them. Aye, well, in, the, in the predictor, I went for a, a 2-0 victory to St. Johnson. Laurie, you went one each, same as Greg, so you would have got one point in the predictor. And Chris, I don't know how he's doing this, but he's been, he went for the Paul Band. Then yep. I blame the first game of the season, because I would have went 0-0, apart from the fact that Aberdeen drew with St. Johnson 0-0 when they were at Pataudry last. So I, yeah, you did say that. I did say that, I was <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm not going for 0-0 because it happened before you It's a bad system, it's a bad system. There are two correct results in a week, that's not bad at all. I only you had money on it. I know, I never do. <laughs> I guarantee I'll get nothing right this week. The second part of the, the Sky Sports Super Sunday is, is Hibs against Celtic. It was definitely a party atmosphere there and, uh, with the Celtic fans. I think the, the Hibs fans were actually joining in for a wee bit. Uh, despite their team being woeful, but I, it was a a hammering, a hammering five 0 to Celtic. He's were he's were on such a run that that Key can just go a casual jog into the box, <laughs> let the ball bounce off his foot. Doesn't he know nothing about it? And that he gets a weird. bullet. It, it turned, how do you hit a shot so hard when it's you're not even hitting a shot? He's just running. It's, I think yeah. Chris Commons. I don't know if he was actually taking a shot or what. If that was a shot by Commons, it was one of the worst shots of the day. Because <laughs> it was going out for a throw. Yeah. When your luck's in, your luck's in. And when your luck's out, your luck's out. And we, it seems to have sort of changed now with Rangers, obviously, no luck with everything. And uh, Celtic, it's, you know, when things are going well for you, you can just hit the ball in the area and, you're, and it'll go in from someone. So yeah. it seems to be the yeah, case. I mean, I mean, look at the goals. The first goal was a header from three yards out, which the keeper got nowhere near, because Hooper was standing there doing nothing. 
Um, the the fifth goal was obviously a lucky break off key. The fourth goal was one that bounced over the goalkeeper's hand. Even the the second goal was a, a good finish, I suppose. And the third goal was just I don't know what the keeper was doing when he was uh, going the opposite way from where that free kick was going. It's weird because he should have collected that in his hands. That should have been a, a an easy yeah. a catch, not a save, a catch. Yeah, and if because he, he took position. that step just before Mulgrew yeah. hit it, he had to try and save it. And the pace that Mulgrew hit it, we had no chance. Oh yeah, when I first seen it, I thought that's a beauty. But then you you look at it again and you realise, no, stack, what are you doing? So a free kick. So the keeper's got to do the free kick is you set the wall up one side, you're at the other side because then you make the you mean the player has to hit it up over the wall in the corner. And if they do that, then there's nothing you can do. You know, you've set yeah. the wall up and then you mark your side. But if if you don't even mark the side, that you know, there's no point in putting a wall there and then you leave the other side open because it's just making it easy. It's especially with Mulgrew. You know, he's, you know, he can. If you're going to give him a gap like that, that he's got a very good left foot from set pieces. Aye. Stoke seems to always score at Easter Road, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. I was actually glad he was back in the team because he's missed out the last few weeks. And to see him back in the, the game against Hibs, I was thinking that was always a, a good chance of getting a goal from him. And sure enough, he popped up with the opener. Hoops on the forum had some money on him. He, he mentioned it before the game. Maybe we should have the, the Hoops charity, but he seems to be a good tipster on there just now. He does. He seems to go for for random bets, like how many players are going to wear long sleeve shirts, that kind of thing. Well, certainly wouldn't be Scott Brown, would it? Doesn't matter what the weather is. No, he he doesn't even wear short sleeve when it's middle of January and it's snowing and he's just doing the warm up. <laughs> I did. I tweeted before the game. I said uh, if Hibs lose nine nil, then they go bottom. Starting <laughs> to think. A, I was starting to think for a while that they might not be far off. It looked like it could easily have been more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ledley had that header that hit the bar at the end, but I can't really think of any other chances that we had, to be honest. You can rely, I've said, you can always rely on um, Hibs to make Hearts look better, to make Hearts look good, or just slightly less bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's amazing when you're looking at the, the Celtic performance there, and then Izagiri is only just coming on as a sub. Yeah. And you're just... Well, it's the same with uh, Commons, that... He's, he's he's not firing at the moment, but when you look back at last season, this time last season, he was he was totally on fire. And you've got those two players. It's a bit harsh on Izagiri saying he's underperforming, but I suppose he is. He's he's not in the team. It is because of the injury, and he's just not really back up to speed. But we are two of your best players underperforming, and still you're managing to beat teams five 0 Still you're managing to go on this crazy run. Was it the eighteenth game in total? That they've won yeah. in a row. Yeah, it's, it's the first time we've done 18 wins in a row since Jock Steen in, what, 1966 or something? Well, yeah. What happened in 0405 or 304? What was Anil's run? Right. Was that what, just league games? What happened? Anil won 25 league games in a row, right. but in the mid, right in the middle of that, we lost the League Cup quarter-final at Hibs. Aye. I had to, because I, I knew they, they kept talking about Anil's 25 games, so I presumed that it must have been league games. Yeah, could, they were all league games. I could detect the envy in Craig's voice as he's, you know... All this run, going on this run, all this uh, size of squad and no tax cases, no administration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's a that's a twenty-two point turnaround on the park since the fifth of November between Celtic and Rangers, and obviously it's thirty-two because of the administration. Uh, uh, just we, haven't, we haven't seen the, what what the administration is going to do to Rangers, so who knows how many more points they're capable of dropping. Celtic, well, it's kind of. The bookies have started paying out and winning the league. It's 
The Celtic fans have been singing about winning the league. It's, I'm not quite declaring yet. <laughs> they started paying out on the Monday when Rangers weren't even in administration I yet. <laughs> I think Paddy Power, they just want to get in there first. Yeah, I, I think Because so. at that point, there was, there, was a, there was a four point difference. How can you pay out with a four point difference? <laughs> But they, yeah, they, they paid out, and then they, they still the the betting was still open, but it was something like one to twenty five. I know. Uh, so. who, would, yeah. who would put that on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you've got mega money, aye. Yeah. But that was uh, apparently our, our biggest win against Tibbs since December two thousand and three, when we beat them six 0 at Celtic Park, and it's the first time we've won five 0 since nineteen eighty five at Easterwood. You've done your research. I've done my research. You definitely, one, yeah. <laughs> definitely made up for last week when your stats weren't quite there. Fascinating. So that's, that's us for the, the SPL then. Thankfully that's over because oh, it's just too depressing. Let's talk about Scotland. You've got then. international <laughs> football, I was going to say. Yeah. Up. They can't go to administration. The Scotland squad got announced as, oh, there's, there's quite a lot to take in there, but I thought I'd mention the, the, one, the players that, that caught my eye. Craig Gordon, pretty interesting that he's got back in the squad. I'm not so sure he'll, he'll start the game, but it'd be good, good to, to see him back. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he gets a, a wee bit of time on the pitch. I, I don't know if Levine, how experimental he's going to be, but yeah, it'd be good <laughs> if he'd maybe got a half. He won't be very. It's Craig Levine yeah. we're talking about. And uh, it was good to see Mulgrew as well. Yep, delighted for him. It's been a long time coming, I think. Uh, whether he, Again, whether he'll actually play, who knows, because just uh, getting a co-op is one thing, getting a, a starting place or even a... A shot off the bench is a different thing entirely. Yeah, yeah. But I like the, the versatility it gives us. I think that uh, left back, probably having a left back, I think that he's he's decent in, in left mid, but he's, he's not an attacking left mid, so it depends who we're playing. But to have that option there is good because if you look at the, the other midfielders, we've got a lot of attacking, so to have him there be good. I'm not too sure about uh, McCormack, what happened with him, why he wasn't included uh, I don't know if Levine has, if it's something personal, but it seems to be, it's, he's just crying out to be picked, really. Not sure what's going on. No, it's not as if we've got an abundance of strikers. Yeah, I, I like him as well because he, he, you can get goals from him from the midfield. So if we did go for the, the one up front or, he's probably never going to do the zero up front, but if we went for that kind of formation, McCormack's perfect to, to get goals from the midfield. Well, like um, Panda Monk mentioned in the forum, Craig, Craig McHale Smith's only scored two goals since, like, I think October. So I don't know why. I, I, I mean, Levine basically lies, isn't he, when he says he picks players on form? Because he doesn't. <laughs> he picks players that he's Yeah, I mean, Craig, Craig Gordon's clearly got watched of form. I know, exactly. I mean, I love <laughs> Craig Gordon. I think he's the best keeper we get we have. But again, surely until he starts playing games club level, it's not really much use having him in the, in the national yeah. fold. But... Yeah, I think it's good to have Mulgrew there. I think he's definitely deserved it. One that Hearts fans and personally I've always questioned is why Webster's never we never got called up. I mean, I mentioned his form on on Saturday, but I don't think he would have suddenly decided not to pick Webster because of Saturday he's been absolutely fantastic since he's been back at us. He has. I don't know if his time at Rangers comes into it because for whatever reason he just he couldn't he couldn't get himself fit. He couldn't get himself on the park. And I don't know if a lot of people have said it's because he just didn't have the bottle. So I'm not sure if the, the Scotland managers looked at that and just just too many question marks. 
I think he's just looked at Andy Webster and thought, oh, he scored their own goal. I've already got Gary Caldwell in my squad. I don't need anyone else for <laughs> <my> own goal. <laughs> See, but then it's it's just like Gary Caldwell was just awful. The thing is, you, you know what you're going to get from Caldwell. Yeah, rubbish. Yep, a goal. Conceded. <laughs> so bad, though. And it's just like, but he plays in the English Premier League now, so you're going to pick him. It's the same when he was at Celtic. Everyone thought he was awful, but he got picked because he played for Celtic. When he was at Hibs, the Hibs fans and you thought he was awful, but he... Oh, no, he didn't get picked because he played for Hibs then. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's like, I think he will always get picked because he plays for a Premier League team Premier League team now, even though they're awful and they can see goals every, every time I yeah. see them, he's making an error. I think better to degree will get that because I hear a lot of Wolves fans thinking that he's well off the pace. At Wolves, yeah, I haven't seen much of Wolves this season to be honest. No. In fact, the name that's been coming out of Wolves has been Stephen Fletcher, and he's uh, not in the squad again, unfortunately. That's just the, the pettiness is kind of. I know. I wish you'd just grow up. <laughs> just go and ask him. Well, no, see, I, I think that uh, Fletcher has to be the one that, that initiates this. I think that I think that he was out of order what he did. So, so yeah, I don't, th- I don't think Levine should be going chasing. I don't think Levine's in a, a, a strong position not to be going asking them. It was it wasn't that bad. Know. It's not like it. What? It, uh... We didn't even send a text to Levine. He sent a text to somebody <laughs> else. And Levine's old school. He doesn't like t- all this text, and he wants people to pick up the phone and do it face to face. They don't pick. They don't... It's just petty. It's, they don't bring Chris Boyd back in after he was a bit of a. Levine brought him back, even though Boyd refused to play for the last manager. And that's like, I know it's a different. Ah, uh, but he done it face to face. See, Levine hates it. See if you send him like a Twitter mention or something. He, he hates it. <laughs> I just think he's a fantastic striker. Probably one of the better strikers in the Premier League, even because he scores a lot of goals yeah. for a team who aren't very good. Yeah. yeah. And and Levine picks a player who's not scored in well, he's barely. He's only scored a couple of goals in like four or five months in the division below. And it's like, well, can we really be picky? We're Scotland. We've got nobody. And we're not picking, you know, McCormack and Fletcher aren't in the team. I don't know why McCormack's not in. Who knows about that one? But yeah, yeah. There's a, there's there's enough people surrounding Levine for for the, for something to be done about it, where they they both save face. Uh, I, I don't think Levine should be the one that's chasing him, but somebody else should be saying, like, look, when when his pals, he's gonna he's gonna know plenty of players in the team. One of them needs to go up and say, "Look, go and just just go up and just speak to him. You maybe don't need to do it in public. Just do it behind closed yeah, doors." Yeah, well, like Levine's like sort of... Levine's not calling him up just now. Levine can send him a call up, and he can then accept. Surely that's. Oh yeah, but I don't think Levine should do the first move. Okay, well, is, this, is this what's this? The courting rules or something? <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. what we need is we need Stuart Regan to arrange a dinner with Stephen Fletcher and a dinner with Craig Levine on the same day in the same place, and then yeah. just stand them both up and see what happens. <laughs> Candles, music, <laughs> set the mood. I'm sorry, boss. <laughs> oh dear. What about um? Phillips. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> Phillips. Well, he's, he's a good prospect, although I think he's made that decision that maybe he's not going to be. He's had. He's English, basically. I think he's got a Scottish. Yeah. I think one of his ex-girlfriends once had a dog which had a previous owner who grew up in <laughs> Scotland or something. You know, some contentious link which probably doesn't exist anyway. But yeah, it's good to have another Englishman in there mixing. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be more Englishmen than there is Scotsmen. Pretty soon. What was it? I think Chris, you'd mentioned it. it was a eight. 
Seven, I think it is. Seven, seven English. Of a squad of 24. Well, uh, Levine did say that, didn't he? He said that when he, he was going to come in, he was going to scour out there for untapped talent. Yep. And I think the Andy Cara was the, the first one that he, he touted. But obviously that didn't come S- about. Scouting. Scouting international level. <laughs> scouting foreign games. He just started to go to loads of other countries. Let's find scout players. He's off in America and stuff. Maybe he should watch SPL games more. Maybe he's like, well, Andy, Web- Andy Webster, does he play for Hearts again? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm off watching English games all the time. I forgot there was players in Scotland. Seeing if John Terry gets dropped, see if I can pick him. <laughs> Aye, so I thought we'd move on to the, the SPL games coming up. We've got some, some midweek games as well as games at the weekend. The midweek games on... There's one game on Tuesday, and that's Dundee United against Killy. In the predictor, I think I'm going to go for a Dundee United victory, despite, obviously, Killy getting that uh, historic victory over Rangers. Was it the, the first time they'd done a double since maybe... 1961. Is it 61? Yep. That's it. Stato, I was going to say the 80s. But you're the Stato, Chris. So I'm going to go for a victory, Dundee United 2-1. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I, I, there's a slight uh, sort of dispute about this one. It's 1961 since he beat them back to back. It's 1993-94 since he beat them twice in the same season. So I was wrong with both. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> is it just me or is this fixture? There's like one team's got a really good record in recent times. I have a feeling it might be Kilmarnock. No, Chris I hasn't looked it up. Then if he, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna break my gonna break my my code. I'm going to go Dundee United 1, Kilmarnock 1. I'm pretty certain that's what the score was when they last met Tannadice. But Sunday has shown me that I'm going to have to, rules are there to be broken. So I'm going to go Dundee United 1, Kilmarnock 1. Nah, I'm going with my usual rule of you've beat one of Celtic Rangers, you're going to get beat in your very next game. <laughs> so I'm going to say 2-0 Dundee United. Aye, because that worked last time Dundee United won against Celtic. Oh, I know, I, I know. It, it didn't work at all. They'll be broken. Come on. They'll be yeah. broken. I've just broken my... No, I'm, I'm, I, 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 to be honest, I think Dundee United were probably unlucky not to beat St Mirren at the weekend. I think the Craig Sampson was uh, was pretty well against them. And um, I don't think Cammy Bell looked too... Assured against Rangers. Didn't have anything to do. So, <laughs> well, I picked the, yeah, the ball out of the one, net twice. Yeah, he had one shot where he seemed to drop it and then well, see, there was nobody on the top of him. So, you get, oh, you get complacent one, when you're standing there, nothing to do, you know, when you're just so, so in control of a game that it's about to happen, you know. It's so easy. So the, it's so easy. So, on Wednesday night, we've got Celtic against Dunfermline. I think this is going to be another route for Celtic. I'm going to go for 4 0 this time. So am I. Just I know. do it. <laughs> Don't find me in a rubbish. Celtic are flying. Yeah. Right. You've seen our last three games. We beat Hearts 4 0. We beat Hibs 5 0. But both of them are away from home. The home game was a 1 0 win against Inverness. I think it's going to be quite low scoring. I think it's going to be 2 0. Rangers scored 4 against Dunfermline. Yeah. Away from home. But it, was the, it was the same when we played uh, Dunfermline in November. We beat them 2 1. Or something, and then it was a much easier 3 0 win in Dunfermline in January. So, I think we just seem to be playing better away from home than we do at home. I think it's the, the crowd are a bit edgier at home, yeah. Although, I Unless think you get a silly party atmosphere like you did at Easter Road, and then we won 5 0. Well, I think that that could be the case uh, on Wednesday because I was hearing that uh, you're pretty close to a sellout, only a few thousand left. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't imagine everybody will actually turn up because a lot of the, the season book holders will be in Ireland and they very rarely come over for the midweek games. Mm-hmm. But I think there's certainly a, a bigger interest than, than usual for a midweek game for the, the public sale of tickets. Yeah. So next game up, Motherwell against Hibs. I think Motherwell are going to are gonna rip Hibs here because the Hibs are just woeful at the weekend. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not even going to get a sniff. I'm going to go for another 4-0. Four no, you're having a laugh. Uh, I had it as one one before, which was my original prediction in the game, which was cancelled. Which Hibs were actually leading. Recall <laughs> one nil, but I'm going to go a Motherwell win now. But I think Hibs will respond from it. Remember how Hibs have been on a decent run apart from Sunday. So I think it's going to be two one Motherwell. I'm going to go two one. I think it'll be closer than you think. No, nah, I'm going three nil. I think Hibs are rotten. <laughs> I think Motherwell are quite capable of taking them apart. I'm just looking back at Hibs' run, and they drew 0-0 against Aberdeen. They, they beat Kelly 1-0. I suppose that's a win. They got beat 4-0 off Rangers. This isn't a good run. They got beat 3-2 off St. Johnson. Uh, this run is rubbish. I'm predicting two. I'm pre- I've predicted two losses in a row for Hibs. I don't even know if that's happened this season. <laughs> oh, so what did you go for, Laurie? 2-1, Motherwell. 2-1. What did you go for, Chris? 3 0. It's it's hard to see Motherwell doing anything other than beating Hibs. Especially with a target now for for them to aim at where uh, this could close the gap to three points in Rangers. Yep, yep. Uh, it's, it's all becoming real. <laughs> on Saturday, the twelve o'clock kickoff live on ESPN. God, who's picked a belter for this one? St. <laughs> Mirren versus Aberdeen. Nil nil. Yep. Alright then, right. if you're still going for 0-0, I'll go for a 0-0 as well. The Samaritan's last three results have been 0-0, Aberdeen's last four results have been 3-0-0s and a 1-0. It's bound to be like 3 all now. This is just, oh, this is 0-0. Right, Paul Band's all round then. It's a meaty one coming up next, Celtic versus Motherwell. Meaty. <laughs> it's as meaty as it gets, it's first versus challenger for second. I'm going to go for a home win this one, but I'm going to go a wee bit tighter. I'm going to go for 2-1. 2-0. Motherwells don't seem to be too very good against the old firm, to be all honest. Uh, to be honest so. They do a wee bit better against Celtic, if I remember correctly. But, but yeah, you're right. Yep. That's Parkhead. I, just don't, I can't see anyone stopping Celtic just now. If, if, if they can come to Tynecastle and win, then this, 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 no one can stop them. 2-0, Celtic. <laughs> no, I think that's the eye off the ball game. Oh, I think we'll, be, we'll, we'll be 20 points clear if we beat Dunfermline. That's easy to take your eye off the ball there. There's going to be the Celtic fans that want Motherwell to win because, oh, they can catch Rangers. Yep. And it's if we, if we can just toss them a one wee game. Uh, personally, I want the league to win as quickly as possible, so I want Motherwell beaten. But I think history might just repeat itself here because when Martin O'Neill's 25-game uh, league run came to an end, it was Motherwell drawing with us that stopped it at one each. And I think it'll be the same. I seen somebody on Twitter was actually talking about uh, trying to calculate out a plan to ensure that Celtic could could win the league at Ibrox. Because right now I think that they're talking that Rangers need to to draw one game. I think it's drop two more points. Yeah. Yeah. So well, this guy's thinking mm, just to make sure Celtic should maybe help them along. <laughs> I, I I don't think teams can plan like that. But here, if, but they couldn't. If you let Motherwell win, and then is there not a chance that Motherwell could then get 
could be the ones who stop Celtic from winning the league Ibrox if they get closer. Yeah. What do you think about that? (laughs) (laughs) If you let Motherwell get ahead of Rangers and then fair enough you might be you might be assured of finishing above Rangers by that Ibrox, but Motherwell might get closer to you. You never know. Maybe the title race isn't over, maybe Motherwell is (laughs) I'm only joking. Really am only joking now. Hearts against Dundee United. It's the next game up. Craig Beatty hat trick. No, I'm definitely not going for a Craig Beatty hat trick. <laughs> I'm going to go for a 1 0 victory to Hearts. I, I've went 3 1 Hearts, which I think is what I went earlier in the season, and I got one part of it right. I got the, the Dundee United one right, but <laughs> we didn't score any. I'm going to be really optimistic, and I'm hoping it will sign Craig Beatty by Saturday because. I can't see us scoring three unless something else changes, but oh, we're at Tynecastle. We're usually... Oh, no, we weren't. We were rubbish last time we were there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you're not playing Celtic this time. It's fine. Right, 3-1 hearts. I've got to, we've got to start winning again. Nah, I'm going for 2-1 hearts. So I think we'll get the win. Yeah. Next game up is Kelly against Hibs. I'm going to go for a, a home victory in this one. I'm going to go for 2-1. Yeah, because O'Connor needs to score sometime soon. I've went two-two. Can't really decide why, but I don't know. I've went two-two. That's what's the. Well, that's what's there. They played. They played earlier this month and Hibs beat them one 0 in the cup, but that was at Easter Road. And the, keep, so. the keeper did have the ball for twenty-seven minutes. Well, yeah, of course <laughs> that. Is, yeah. <laughs> Something else like any shields to win of it. I think um, it's probably going to be one each. No real no, no reason for it, just one each. <laughs> Next game up is St. Johnson against Unfermline. I'm going to go for a, a St. Johnson victory in this one. I think Sandaza, he looked dangerous, but he, he didn't have his shooting boots on, but he looked dangerous in the last game. So I'm going to go for a Sandaza double, 2-0. I think St. Johnson have come well off the boil, to be honest. Um, listening to the, the game against us in the Cup, the replay, they didn't really seem to pose an awful lot of a threat. Obviously, we weren't exactly prolific, but that's expected from us away from home. And then I didn't think they sounded particularly great, Pataudry. But it's Dunfermline. And I was going to go 1-0 Dunfermline, but I'm pretty sure that's what the score was last time they played. So <laughs> I can't break my code twice in one, in one show. So I'm going to go St. Johnston to edge it 2-1. Dunfermline actually usually travel a lot better than they do play at home. So Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got 2-0, I think. I think the Fairman's defence will shoot himself in the foot again. I agree with you, I don't think St. Johnson have been that great recently, but I think this might be the game to pick them up. On Sunday, uh, kick-off is 12.45 on Sky Sports 4, and it's Inverness against Rangers. Battle for the top six. <laughs> <laughs> Inverness isn't a, an easy place to go, despite in general. Rangers rousing... <laughs> Rousing speech, yeah, just in general. Right? Yeah, I but, mean, it might, might be snowed off. <laughs> but I think that it's going to be even more difficult for Rangers this week, just with, with everything that's happened over the last week or so and with the potential of losses this week. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go for a 1 0 to Rangers. That's me being biased. 1 1. I fancy Rangers to drop points. I think Inverness are a good side. I don't think they'd look particularly great at the weekend, but I fancy this is going to be another slip-up for Rangers. I think the heads are going to continually 
going down. I mean, what are they playing for now? Third place, maybe. Uh, I fancy one apiece, and I think Rangers will be delighted with the point. I think I think we're throwing a sixty start with this prediction because I have no idea what we're going to get over the coming week. Who stay Rangers if anybody will leave at all? Yep. yep. Oh, I don't know. At the moment, I would say two one to Rangers. I think McCaw uh, is probably going to get a good bit of mileage out of this game because I don't think the the big sort of striker type presence is going to be something Inverness can handle. So I'll say two one to Rangers at the moment, but pff, who knows what could happen over the coming week. Yeah, things move so quickly as as we've seen last week. Right, so that's us going to end to the, the SPL preview and I thought I'd mention the, the Paul Band charity bet. I think it was my predictions last week. Well, I, I don't think I really need to go into them because I had Rangers <laughs> to beat Kamarnock, so it's a loss straight away. <laughs> this week, Paul's, Paul Band's give us uh, his, his predictions and I'll read them out. I've not got the odds, I've been... I've, I've let everyone down. I've not checked out the, the odds. Oh, so I apologise. I'll have to do that as you tell me them. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul Band's first choice is Kilmarnock to beat Hibs. Straight against what I said, but no worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got the odds there, Laurie? Give me a second. If I knew you were going to be useless, then I would have had it ready, but... <sighs> Just football... Today you'll do it at Labricks, won't you? So I suppose I should. Yeah. Labricks. So we've got Kelly to beat Hibs. I'd went for two one in the predictor. Laura, you went two two, and Chris, you went one one. So I don't know. He's going against the trend a bit. So what date we're looking at? The twenty fifth. So you went Kilmarnock first. Oh yep. come on, give me the matches. Uh, we're two, we're not. So we've got. Just go, just go with it. Doesn't matter. Kelly, the the first match we've got St Johnson. They beat Dunfermline. I don't think we'll get very good odds for that. We've got Cowdenbeath. They're leading Division Two, aren't they? Yep. I don't, I don't know who they're playing, to be honest. Breaking City. Breaking High. Then we've got Dumbarton, and we also uh, have Stirling Albion. Oh, Stirling Albion are doing woeful. So. Yeah, bottom of the league. Yeah. And we've got Berwick. Uh, home Eastern. Ah, they're not doing too well either. Right, so that's the that's the, the Paul Band charity bet. So what I'll do is I'll get five pound on that. Hopefully we can make something. Even if the odds are low, I think we're needing to need to start racking up the the pennies because we're only on forty five pound, and that was after the first week. Start, started <laughs> so well. Started so well. Yeah. We'll also need to start discussing what charity we're going to donate the money to as well. well one that doesn't need much money. <laughs> <laughs> the way we're going. I've got plenty of time to, to cover that. So, Laurie, I don't know if you wanted to, to mention your, the, the next few weeks. My sabbatical. Your plans. <laughs> yep. I'm going in a... I had to come on this one just because I'm, I'll, I'll, basically I'm going to be away for... At least a month, banning myself from football and stuff for a month because I've got things to do. Got my my degree to get, which means in my degree, because well, I suppose no one will know who listens to the show necessarily. It's uh, I'm finishing my film degree in the next couple of months, do my honours just now, so I've got a film to make, and I'm a bit behind. I get a bit distracted by football, as you might have guessed. <laughs> so I'm I'm going away for a month. I'm planning on coming back. 
but a turn I'm planning for is after the derby because I have to gloat about another win. Touch wood. <laughs> it's also Ian Murray's uh, testimonial dinner on the night of the next Edinburgh derby. So I'm just hoping we can absolutely destroy them. <laughs> we're we're going to lose. We're going to lose now. But yeah, so I'll be away for a while. So I hope no, no one gets too upset. You should be able to cut the, the recording time down by a fair bit, though, if I'm not here. I, it's, I think I'm going to be upset about it because it's, it's going to be a bit like, but like, well, what would happen when Ant and Dex? <laughs> I mean, you're gonna you're gonna realise that. Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't really like that Ant after all. <laughs> so I, I think the, the pressure's on. I'm going to have to come out with some new banter. Well, see, I had to come on this one because otherwise I thought it might have looked like I just went in a huff because Sars got battered three <laughs> 0 by Motherwell, and I didn't want I didn't want Greg thinking that I was just uh, going away. So I had to come and show face after that defeat. Okay. I'm going to have to. If you're Ant and Deck, does that mean this is like I'm a celebrity? <laughs> I need to eat some budgety grubs. And there you go. Bush- There's some things you can substitute me not being here with. You can have Bush Tucker yeah. trials or whatever, <laughs> the, whatever the equivalent is. <laughs> you need to practice the accent, though. You need to do that, that Geordie accent. A Bush Tucker trial. Oh. oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Chris is coming out with accents now. Right, that's it, Chris. You're going to be the co-host next week. The co-host. That's, that's, that's my it. entire range of accents. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to put on a "I'll be back," but that's not really good. No, <laughs> I was I was going to end the show with that, but now I've ruined it, so I can't. <laughs> I see. I'm going to have to edit the podcast next week, Lauren, and I'm thinking about taking a half day at work because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good with that kind of thing. So. You just have to make you maybe have to make sure you get it done, and I be very strict with the time scale and make sure there's not much editing required. I don't think we need to be wor- worrying about the time scale because by the time but, we cut it, your <laughs> bit, it's going to be like ten minutes. To just <laughs> being going. All right, one nil. Aye, right, okay, two nil. Yep, okay, three nil. Yep, aye, good game. Right, move on. We need to make sure Greg's on it. <laughs> Yeah. Take off me, Greg. I don't get anything left to say. <laughs> so, uh, Motherwell, I didn't watch that game, though. <laughs> what shall I? I've got to think of my going out music for this one. Should I think of something uh, fitting? I've got a couple lined up. Maybe I'll just put them in. I'll edit them in. Surely, surely the option is to go for cast walk away after the statements from Ivrox this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do walking away. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the tweet for the the, the Rangers supporting girl? It says, oh, I left early because we were rotten, but we don't do walking away. <laughs> was it ironic? Was it meant to be? No. I don't think it was. I don't <laughs> think she had that much intelligence. That was like the, what was it, the, the poster, Laurie, that you posted, uh, your team needs you. Oh, that was a Is Y-O-U apostrophe R. No, why, I, I, why have you, you, you are? Team, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was wasn't sure, but yeah, if you're if you're not already on the forum, you can you can join in the banter. It's been very busy over the last week or so, as you can imagine. Uh, the URL is forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk. Seems to be an influx of new members as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's been good new blood. Yep, yep. You can log in using your Twitter or your Facebook. Maybe they heard that I was going away for a while. I'm <laughs> like. <laughs> Might be able to go on and I've I've given a I've got Craig to have you actually taken away my posting rights? I don't know. 
I have. Laura, <laughs> you, you're officially banned. I'm banned for a month. <laughs> I have no self-control, so as long as I can't post, then it's not an option. So, yeah, had to be done. Somebody, I can't, I never noticed who, but somebody started a, the Laurie thread for yeah. when you do come back in a month's time, so you haven't missed anything. <laughs> I still have the highlights. Is there much in it, no? <laughs> I've, uh, I've not read the it first yet. post was pretty predictable, and it? it's a video. Who posted? You can imagine who, po- video. who posted it. <laughs> I never noticed. I think it was sheep, maybe. Ah, well, sheep it'll be a it'll be a video from 1986. Then, if it was sheep, <laughs> I believe it was. Yes, <laughs> it'll be a video from Dens Park from 1986. If sheep's posting videos, because he always posts the same one. <sighs> it's a good video. I'm never tired of seeing it. Right, but well, Laurie, thanks for. Uh, Thanks for the memories. I'm, I'm not gonna. That's it. I was I was trying to work out how many is that. Thirty-two podcasts in a row. And yeah. So thanks for that, Lauren. You'll be back. I will be once back your, once your hard work's done. Once your homework's done. Aye. Once the uh, once all the the grades are up. <laughs> once the grades are up, I'm allowed to come back on. Get sent to my room early just now with no tea. <laughs> Chris, I hope I hope you can make it next week, or else it'll just be me talking to myself. You know, it's almost tempting just to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> just mean Wendy. <laughs> Could be entertaining. Uh, right. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys, and well, uh, hopefully see you next week, Chris, and we'll speak to you in a, maybe a month's time, Laurie. Aye. Good luck with your studies. Yeah, good luck, Laurie. I'll, I'll speak to I'll speak to everyone soon. Don't don't go away. I know I know everyone missed me, but keep listening. There'll be I'm sure there'll be lots of banter. I'll be here. But miss, I'll, <laughs> but miss me a little bit. Don't get too used to that. I don't want to feel like no one wants me back. <laughs> right, cheers. Bye then. Bye. Cheers. If you look but turn away, just walk away.